Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. I often say there are so many stories and different things for me to talk about on this show that it's so hard to decide what I'm going to cover. And I actually recorded an episode for tomorrow all about the different brands and strategies that they're using to come into the NFT space. However, some development happened today that really makes me want to push that back a day and sort of discuss what happened today. If you listened to the bonus episode yesterday, I mentioned that there will be a 24-hour Twitter space entitled The Unstoppable Women of Web3. And at the time of recording that, this is actually still going Going on right now. I'm embarrassed to say I made some terrible mistakes while promoting the NFTs to my wife, my sister, and my female friends. Today, we're going to discuss some alarming facts that I learned about Web3. In episode 108, I explained why I am constantly speaking about these female-led projects. I said, I'm not promoting them because they're female. They just happen to be female, but I think they are amazing projects that are led by amazing people. I also explained how I discovered this whole world of female-led projects with artists and coders and designers and all sorts of different things simply by discovering my first one. And once I was in that circle, it's like the whole world opened up for me. I just kept finding more and more and more. With that said, I've been promoting Web3 as just being filled with amazing women doing all sorts of things, as if they were dominating the space. And as someone who is coming from the Web2 marketing world, it was primarily dominated by males, a lot of salespeople that were obsessed with analytics and numbers and figuring out different ways to make a pitch, a sales, writing copy, and all sorts of interesting things. And for me, when I stepped into Web3, it was a breath of fresh air to be surrounded by so many women, and the whole tone of the room, if you will, was just completely different. However, However, today I learned that the percentage of women in Web 3 are actually even lower than the percentage of women in Web 2, and it blew my mind. And that's when I realized as early adopters, we are the bold ones that are stepping into a risky field, if you will, because the safe, tried and true methods of Web 2 in the past are comforting and even the baby boomers are very comforted in that spot. So the reckless and young youth and especially men are the ones who are ready to just jump off into the deep end of Web 3. Generally speaking, that is why we have shorter lifespans. That's why our insurance rates are higher. We get more speeding tickets. We're in more car accidents. And our life insurance premiums are much higher because we do reckless things. However, since I'm in the space and I'm clicking on all these different things and finding myself in different circles, the data was skewed for me until I was really stepping into these spaces and listening to these stories of various women today. And I heard countless stories of women being either at a table or a function going on or in a company or even these in real life person events, seminars and conferences and what have you. And over again, they all said the same thing. In many situations, they were the one of 20 or one of 10 sitting at the table. And although they knew their stuff and they were very comfortable, but just the tone of the room with some dominant men with alpha testosterone flowing and all these different things, it just made it uncomfortable for them. And on the flip side, I even heard the story of one of the male speakers that was a part of this whole program, and he was actually on the speaker stage today, and he said when they were planning all of this stuff and they were prepping, he was the only male of 20 women in the room that was planning for the different events. And he said all these amazing women who were absolutely crushing it in Web3, 
he felt like he was out of place and he didn't even really want to speak up as much. And he said, you know what? This is so ironic. And now I know how these women feel because I grew up with a primarily female family, which that is something I can relate to. But while sitting at the table with 20 women that are absolutely crushing it in the space, he felt a little smaller than he normally would. And I even think of different times where a simple thing like it's a girl's night out. Let's say my wife and her friends, which actually she's there right now. There is a birthday party and they were wondering if some of the husbands should come. And I was like, no, that's going to be so awkward. You just let it be the girl's night out. The dynamics of the conversation is going to completely change if uh, the husbands are there as well. And worse, there's only going to be one or two. So no, just make it a complete girl's night trip, right? And I am one who is very comfortable with it. The vast majority of the people in my family are female, especially on my mother's side. I am literally the only male, unless you go up another one, two, three levels, I guess you would say, in the family tree. And I'm pretty carefree, not really worried about what people think about me. And even in that situation, I still feel a little awkward at times. So knowing all of this and all of these things, and I spend so much time in this space, why did I get it so wrong? I think it comes down to two factors for the most part. Number one, it's sort of the bubble worldview. I don't know if that is an official term, but it's something that I always use. As far as once you go onto Twitter or Facebook or whatever social media, generally speaking, you're going to be associating with people that you are in agreement with, things that you have in common, you have the same interest. And as a result, a lot of the content that is coming up on your newsfeed is going to be within that line, that worldview, or as I call it, the bubble worldview. It's not until you step out of that that you're able to see things. The world is completely different. And this happens in politics, religion. This happens economics, literally any topic that you could possibly think of. Let's say in business, let's say all of your contacts are executives. They're high level managers. It's very easy to lose touch of what the common worker is doing or what they're thinking and how they are and vice versa. If you are someone who is only associating with the low level employees, your social media, your contacts, the complaints and all those different things, it's going to look completely different than what an executive feeds is going to look like. And this really happens in all areas of life. And I think that really played a big part into why my worldview of promoting this whole thing saying, yeah, there's so many women, they're absolutely crushing it and they're dominating the space as far as web three and this is just awesome space and i'm inviting my wife i'm inviting my mother and so many people come into the space as if this is where the women are but today it really was a eye-opening experience for me the second thing that is really playing into this is the whole algorithm and i spoke about this too in that episode 108 when i was speaking about the different things and how i stumbled into these different projects and even knowing that i still became a victim of the algorithm as I'm having this bubble world view associating with all these people liking and clicking and I'm in the circles of all these projects. And honestly, if you had asked me yesterday, what percentage of artists and projects are female, I probably would have said 50. I mean, from my worldview, from my perspective, my newsfeed, these projects, it's like 50-50. But in reality, nowhere near that. However, from the projects that I'm following and especially the projects that I'm buying, well, the percentage is skewed completely different in the reality of the whole world. So what does this have to do with you and why am I bringing all of this up? It just really made me think of how you could get trapped into seeing the world in one certain way. And even in this whole NFT landscape, there's different niches, there's different pockets, or I should say niche, the proper pronunciation. <laughs> there are uh, different ways of looking at this whole thing. There's those people that are in this, they're literally just in it for flipping and the financial gain of things. Then you have the people that are in it for the art. There are gamers, there's play to earn mechanisms. 
There's people that just want digital sovereignty. They just want to own all sorts of things. There's people that just literally want somewhere to put their money. They don't really care what happens if the market goes up, down, sideways. It's just a fun playground for them. Then there are people that are just enamored with the tech. They just want to be in the project that has the most cutting edge technology, 3D things going into the metaverse and all sorts of things like that, real world utility and anything to do with the technical achievement, they're in that for that reason. Also, you have the people that are art collectors and these would be the same people that are at Sotheby's auctions and they're buying real life paintings and all these different things. So this whole world is really filled with different types of people just as with the real world. And it's very easy to fall victim to your worldview and the type of projects that you're following, you're associating with, that you're collecting because your news feed is then going to be filled with that. You know, when you are following your favorite project, a lot of the content that they are putting out, the comments and all those things, it's going to basically have a flywheel effect where it's drawing more people that are also associated with that worldview, those interests into your circle. However, if you really want to see where this whole NFT and Web3 space is going, it's highly advisable to just completely step out of the norm, your comfort zone, and just check out something that is way outside of your normal interests. And I like to think back to when I was doing my marketing, right? When I was trying to figure out new ideas of how to come up with a different campaign or whatever it is, the best way to do that is to look at a completely different industry. So for example, if my clients that I'm working with is in the automobile industry, I'm just using that as an example, and all of the ads, all of the creative, everything that I'm doing is focused on how to market these cars. If I ever get a roadblock or if things just seem not to be working and I say, wow, where do I get some inspiration? Where do I, do I get an idea to come with something fresh? Probably the worst place to actually look is at other automobile markets. Marketers. The best place to look for some fresh ideas, some inspiration is to go somewhere completely out of the zone and look at something like makeup. So I'm saying all of that to say this. We're in Web3 because we see the potential. However, we have a tendency to double down into our comfort zone. But if we really want to get a full grasp and understanding of this, not only are we going to look for people and projects that are out of the norm for us, dabbling in other things as far as maybe you just came into the NFT space, but then there's also finance. There is a whole world of cryptocurrencies, decentralized finance, aka DeFi. There's NiftyFi, which is NFT finance. There's NFTs that are PFPs, which has drawn in so many people. There's gaming NFTs, there's land, there's fine art. As I said, there is music NFTs, there's photographers. If you find a profile page with an NFT photographer and you just click on one of those, it's like the whole world opens up. You just see there are so many people that are putting photographs on the blockchain that it is amazing. Then you have uh, musicians that are creating full albums. And as I said yesterday with Snoop Dogg, with his meditative track, there are comic books, there are movies. Honestly, any type of media entertainment that you could possibly think of, somehow someone has put it on the blockchain. And there are just so many areas that you could possibly dive into to find these areas of interest. And I highly recommend that you just go into a big general Twitter space, let's say one of those rooms with a couple hundred people, and just start to click on some profiles and some things that, you know, look interesting to you and out of the norm, just click on one of those. And I guarantee you, if you go to that profile, you'll see the things that they are sharing and that they are tweeting and promoting that it's going to open up a different world for you. Then you start to click on some of those and you'll see that there is literally so much outside of what you've already seen. 
And that's when things really get interesting. But going back to this whole thing, what sparked all of this idea of broadening the horizons and looking at all sorts of different things is women in the space. What can we do to get more women in the space? For example, I was thinking about how can I really get my wife into this other than just hearing me recording these podcast episodes and every now and then she'll have a discussion or see something in one of the movies on Netflix or whatever. Say, hey, this person's talking about crypto or this NFT or whatever it might be is I need to find a project related to here because she has a salon. And if I can find a good NFT project, a really solid one that is centered around salon owners or something of that nature, I think it would really be an easy way to catch her attention and open up this whole world to her in a way that is completely different than just hearing me talk about it. Also, I would like to bring her to some of these in real life events, some of these meetups and conferences, so that way she could be around some of these people and see that, wow, there's more people out there other than my crazy husband that is looking at all of this stuff. And I would like to have her interact with other females and to see what is going on, what kind of amazing things they're doing. And they can discuss things and in a way that I couldn't even possibly think of because as I've explained, I see the world completely different. And then, of course, as usual, which I always am, but I highly recommend being open to questions. And anytime someone that might be intimidated by the space, not know all the verbiage, not fully understand what's going on, might have a question, taking that time to just fully understand it and not speaking at some high level as if you were talking to an NFT expert, a Web3 veteran or whatever it might be. And that's pretty laughable at this point because who really is? Because even if you're in crypto, let's say for 10 years, compared to any other industry, 10 years really isn't anything. 10 years is just a warm up. But that's where we are at this point. Some people really feel like they're an expert and they're really trying to show off their knowledge. And that is not how you get anyone included into anything. But going back to the whole topic again, as far as these female lad projects and all the amazing things that is happening in the space, although the numbers are very small, the percentage are nowhere near as as high as I thought, the Unstoppable Women of Web3 actually put together a list of 100 women that are doing amazing things in this Web3 space. And I'm going to leave that link in the show notes, the website with all their names and their photos and information, but also the tweet. Because unfortunately on the website at this point of recording it, they didn't have any links on there. It's just a little bio, a little information about each one. But the tweet that they put out on their profile actually has links to their profile pages. So I will put that up as well. So hopefully you'll find some interesting projects that you'll be following and sharing and maybe use that to get your females involved into the space. But as usual, I just want to thank you for listening to this. And I look forward to tomorrow's episode where I will release that brand episode that I was planning to release today. So until then, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.